Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, a resilience podcast where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, obesity, health, and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. So welcome to a new episode in our back to school series. I've been really enjoying this back to school series so far. We've spoken with Nathan Webb on overcoming bullying in episode 81, had a great conversation, learned a lot about some of the things that he's been through and the ways that he's learned to overcome bullying and some of the messaging that he is out there giving to kids right now about how to overcome bullying, how to move onwards and upwards. And I just thought that was a great conversation. Also, episode 82 in the series, we talked about using yoga and breath work, um, not only to parent successfully, but also during this back to school transition time with Anya Simmons. Again, had a great conversation. She had so many wonderful tips um, and some yoga movements, some breathwork ideas to help us ground ourselves during this kind of crazy time and also onwards. So we can use these all year long. We can use them whenever we need to. And honestly, I have been spending ever since I interviewed her a couple times every day doing the back sequence that she mentioned. And I'm really enjoying that and really feeling good. I've also been keeping some of the like mantras that she mentioned in mind. So, you know, that everything today is well and things like that. And and just kind of trying to take that presence mindset, not getting too worried about the future. So I thought this week I would give a little bit of a personal perspective on Back to School 2021. I talked last year in 2020 when we were going back about all the things we were considering. In fact, I did two episodes. Um, If you want to go back and check those out, And this year I thought I would do kind of a current take on some of the things that are going through my mind. I'm excited to announce the launch of my author website, www.se-german.com. On this website, you can find out all the information about my publications, focused areas on my novel, Pendulum by S.E. German, where there are questions for parents as you work through the novel with your children, as well as teacher resources that can be used in the classroom. There's also information about the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast and recent press. Please visit www.se-german.com. So of course, we still have some of the worries around COVID. And I think last year was really tough in that we made the decision to send our kids back in person. And I was really concerned about first their health, obviously. But then the the in and out idea, like, are you going to start school and then be out and then be back and then out? And I just felt like that would make for a really tough school year. And in that, um, that's actually exactly what happened. 
So we did um, go into school full time. There was a COVID case in my daughter's class. She was out in the fall for a few weeks then, having to be home during that time. Then in Ontario, we had a lockdown after Christmas. So the beginning of the new year was spent learning at home again for both kids. And then my son had a a COVID um, case in his class following that. So then he was home for um, that two-week quarantine time, learning at home. And then Ontario uh, sent their kids home in April, mid-April, and then didn't go back. And so it was online learning for the rest of the year. So we definitely experienced that in and out, in and out. And you know, I got to be honest, I really hope it doesn't happen again this year. I found it challenging uh, to be working at home during that time, found it really challenging to be constantly switching gears. And my son and I were reflecting on this in and out of last year. And, you know, both of us really said that kind of what really was tough was the constant change in routine. And it's really showed me that I am such a routine person. I love having some kind of like normalcy every day. I don't want to call it a morning routine because I know that there are certain connotations about morning routines being insanely consistent. But um, I tend to really like to have to know what I'm doing to get in a routine in terms of when I get up and you know how the morning kind of goes and stuff like that and and then all of a sudden when you're thrust into the online learning or oh wow now so and so can't go to school starting tomorrow okay now what do you do there's not a lot of preparation time so we found that that was kind of one of the really big things um that that really stuck out from last year. And so, of course, I have that worry that that's going to happen again this year. I think there's nothing to say that it won't. And um, I'm just kind of sitting with that worry, I suppose. You know, last year it was more like a, what if this happens? And this year it's more like a, we know exactly what it was like when it happened. And I don't really want to go through that again. I think it's more like a, you know, post-traumatic piece. Um And so that's something that's definitely on my mind, and I would consider that to be a worry. We also have some transitions happening this year. My son's transitioning to a new year. Obviously, my daughter has a new teacher. So just some concerns about that newness. Um, For my son, it's a much bigger school, things like that. So some of what we've been doing, uh, near the end of the summer, I had some conversations with them, kind of doing some mindfulness exercises, talking about maybe what they're excited and grateful for, writing some of those ideas down, and then writing down some of the worries that we have and, you know, just recognizing them, sitting with them, maybe thinking about how we can mitigate some of them and and working through it that way. I also decided to set up some proactive therapy sessions, uh, particularly for my son because of this transition. So we did a therapy session uh, the week before school. Then we're going to do one the week of school once he's kind of started after a couple days and then one in two weeks. So that was kind of just 
keeping a check-in point so there's some opportunities to chat with somebody else besides mom and dad during that time. And also, I figure I'll then see how it goes, whether we then continue um, kind of a regular course of action following that time. So those are just some ideas that we're dealing with in terms of um, or that we're using to to deal with this. I've also, of course, talked a little bit um, with my therapist even about the back to school time because for us, you know, the kids have been home for five months or so and you get really used to having them here. And as much as it's, I think, going to be easier to work when they're gone and things like that. I am sort of feeling that like, oh, I'm going to miss them when they're gone again. Uh, kind of those tugs and certainly I'm tired and and stuff like that and can really use them getting back into their daily routine. There is that little piece of me that's going to, um, you know, be sad to see them go back to school. Um, one of the things that we always have with back to school as well is the stuff, right? So it's always a big shopping time. So we did do some clothes. The kids, especially my daughter, they seem to have grown a lot. So needing new indoor shoes, needing new clothes. Um, we're able to reuse some of the outdoor shoes. And we noticed a few of the things just weren't really worn out like they typically would have been. So um, for example, the backpacks. I mean, because they were in and out of school so much last year, we decided not to do new backpacks because they really didn't look like they needed it. Um, and we did decide that the pencil cases might be a little worn out. We're going to see how they go. Um, we didn't get new lunch containers, but we did get lunch bags. I just find the lunch bags get so gross. It's just my own thing. I'm like, I do not want to deal with that smelly lunch bag again. So we got new lunch bags. I'm also looking at some stainless steel bottles. I meant to order them earlier and I'm just going to have to get on it. So um, that'll be something else that I want to replace just thinking about chemicals and plastic and all that kind of stuff. So that's another thing that's still on my list and even some of the school supplies we decided to just start with what we have but we're going to get an idea of what's needed. One of the things that surprised me, um, we got a note from my son's school talking about what was needed and they really wanted the kids to have some kind of personal technology for school. So that one kind of surprised me because we've been, you know, putting off the idea of a phone or anything like that um, for him. But now it seems like a phone or a tablet's needed. And so we're trying to decide, well, what do we do? He does have a tablet. I'm just not sure if it's the ideal thing that he needs. And so that one surprised me. I wasn't ready for sending any kind of personal technology. He was asking for it, but we were kind of saying no, 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 and then found out we might actually have to be doing that. Are you interested in having a published author speak in your classroom or at your community event? I'd be interested in speaking about my new novel, Pendulum by S.E. German, the writing process, mental health, Panda's Pans, podcasting, and more. Contact me at reallifeprojectco at gmail.com for both in-person and online bookings. 
The next thing that always seems to hit me like a ton of bricks with back to school is the preparation around food allergies. So I need to start remembering this and marking it in my calendar the week before school, but I started getting emails about, you know, reviewing the plan of care around my daughter's food allergies and, you know, getting into the school to meet with them to go over the plan of care, sending updated photos so that there can be a photo of her, um, and then going over the allergens and what needs to happen. And then, of course, going to the pharmacy, getting all the epi pens. Um, I also tend to send reactin as well so that they have another course of action in terms of medication. And this year, I don't know, that just that just hit me and I was not ready for it. I should have been. Um, so I did end up getting the EpiPens. Of course, we ran into a situation where the allergist is off for a few weeks and I was out of refills and yeah, it was a whole thing. I, there was only an old prescription from a doctor we don't see anymore. And so then I had to go to our family doctor and see if I could get a prescription. Anyway, um, I did get a couple of EpiPens and dropped those at the school. I did meet about her plan of care. Um, you know, and it's such a tough call when you go over it every year about, you know, what exactly is needed and what everything looks like. And I do find it to be a little stressful because you're working through those worst case scenarios and the what to do ifs. And of course, with my daughter, you know, we have been having um, some success with her testing and moving on the egg ladder. So it is a becoming a less um, certain situation. We decided to go with the allergy letter again this year, but I'm really hoping this might be the end of it. So crossing my fingers and my toes on that one. But yeah, for those parents that have kids with medical issues, this is kind of an over and above time of year in terms of the preparation. So then, of course, um, talking through the principal and then also my daughter's teacher through, you know, some of the allergy symptoms and what that all can look like and making sure they have the right information for the year was one aspect. And then the other one that, again, is always a lot in terms of advocating for my children is meeting on and explaining Panda's Pans. So for my son, we spent some time right before school ended in June, making sure that his IEP was up to date, but then also um, meeting with um, or putting out the offer to meet with staff in um, his new school so that they can understand a little bit more about Panda's Pants. And again, that's always a challenge. I have spent some time on some different websites like Aspire. They have some school toolkits and I'm putting just some of that information together and I'm going to meet um, once school's actually started with um, his teacher and making sure that, you know, they can best understand what to look for and everything that uh, is needed around Panda's Pants. So, of course, all of those things kind of add 
some additional back and forth, some additional emails, maybe it is um, meetings over Teams or Zoom or whatever everybody is using um, in person if things need to be signed. So it can be uh, an extra challenging time on top of all of those regular little um, back to school issues. So on top of that, I'm thinking a little bit about lunches this year. I actually sat my kids down and said, okay, give me a list of things that you will actually eat for lunch and that you're actually interested in. Lunches are my most hated thing about school. Honestly, I want them to have healthy choices. I want, you know, them to have good food with them. So I'm always doing the lunches, but I always find it a challenge because, you know, you can't send the same thing every single day and... They get bored of things and sometimes what they liked one week, they don't like the next week or something doesn't keep as well. I always find that with raspberries and I forget it, but that whenever I seem to send those, they say that they end up, you know, with mushy raspberry juice all over the place. So anyway, trying to keep uh, positive about lunches is another thing. And this year, I'm hoping to get the kids more involved in their lunches, whether whether they take the lead or a supporting role in terms of putting it together. I think it's just because of some of this pickiness that I'm thinking it would be great to get them more involved. And my daughter has actually shown an interest in getting more involved in lunches. So I think that it seems like a perfect time to do that. Some of the new things I'm considering, I've been really into overnight oats the past few weeks, and I'm thinking that might be something to send as a lunch. My daughter does not like uh, like lunch meats. She doesn't like any of that kind of stuff. So I'm thinking um, some overnight oatmeal where, you know, she could maybe mix in some raisins or something like that or um, mix in a few different things that she likes once she's at school. Um, even some cut up fruit would be great and that might give her a bit of a different thing. Um, Of course, the school is nut free, but I think we might be able to send like sunflower seeds and things like that could could actually go in there as well. I also made a list of fruit that she likes and vegetables and that my son likes because they don't tend to be the same thing and um, they really aren't when I look at them. So Thinking of those things um, as well, you know, she's into like mini muffins and stuff. So so that would be fine for her. And then my son is more of a traditional, like he doesn't mind sandwiches, um, you know, things like gluten-free bagels, stuff like that. So he actually tends to be a little bit easier. My daughter is the younger one and she's really tricky, like I said, because the meat doesn't fly. And so then I'm really struggling usually to find a protein and something that's going to be filling for the day. So those are some of the new things we're thinking of. Like I said, stainless bottles, new lunch ideas, um, and then, of course, the technology. And then the last thing that we are kind of getting into is new times. So my son being at a different school than my daughter now, he's got to start um, almost like an hour and a half earlier than her. So we're really trying to wrap our heads around this new morning schedule and what that's going to look like in terms of the kids going to different schools, starting at very different times, you know, who's going to get who up and who's going to take who um, in which direction. And I think uh, that's going to definitely be 
a trial and error situation in the first week or so just to to nail it all down um, and especially make sure that everybody is on time and feeling good and not too rushed and stressed and things like that Um, because getting a good routine in will certainly help us to kind of keep that morning time stress to a minimum. So that's kind of one more thing. And I think the last thing I would mention kind of came to me from my conversation with Anya Simmons, she really was talking about presencing and she was talking a little bit about the fact that, um, you know, a lot of people keep saying to the kids, oh, are you excited for back to school? Are you ready for back to school? And that kind of thing. And she said that that can really cause anxiety. And it's something that I've been trying to tune into this year in terms of Um, getting the kids try not to put so much pressure on day one you know just kind of saying yeah it's gonna be another day and you know you can see how it goes and you'll have a few more many more days after that and and you can kind of just ease yourself into it and trying to just take a bit of a different mindset in terms of have a great day hope it goes really well and putting so much pressure on that first day of course we want them to have a good day and of course we hope it goes well but um you know i keep thinking i've been away from work for the past year and a half working from home so not in the office and like i wouldn't want that pressure on my first day back in the office Um, when I do go back, you know, of kind of like that, was it amazing? You know, and somebody saying for a few weeks before I go every single day, like, you're ready to go back? (laughs) So I think it's kind of a mindset thing to keep in mind that, you know what, it is just another day and it'll be what it'll be. And you know what, you can try again the next day if there are things you didn't get to do or um, things that may be disappointed and and things like that. So it's just, it's something I keep reminding myself of not to put that pressure on, um, on the kids and even on myself. Like, let's face it, I am not going to roll through the first few weeks of school without any challenges, right? I already felt like I got my butt kicked in terms of getting all of this stuff ready around my daughter's food allergy. You know, I still have to drop a few other medicines off at the school because I was, I just didn't have them. Um, And so these first few weeks, I know I'm going to get my butt kicked around the new schedule uh, in terms of getting my son out the door way earlier than I thought or than we're used to. Um, and and it w- we will get there. We will get there. And, and I think just keeping that mindset around the fact that we will get there <laughs> will, will help. So that's kind of the last little thing that I wanted to add in. There are several or at least two more episodes coming in the Back to School series. We are going to be talking with Leslie Gibson about a conversation on educational kinesiology. She'll share some of her background there and some techniques for neurodiverse learners. And then also talking with Dr. Raker, who is going, who is a pediatrician that's going to be giving us some tips around kids' health and um, ensuring kids' immune systems are um, supported throughout this back-to-school time. So that gives you a sneak peek for the next couple of weeks. 
I hope that you've enjoyed this solo episode and that, you know, back to school does go well for you despite, you know, like I said, keeping that mindset, that presence mindset around it, not having to be perfect. Um, if you are interested in hearing more from me, you can visit my webpage, www.se-german.com. And on that main page, you can go to the subscribe section and you can subscribe to my email list. And when you do that, you will get a freebie and then also be able to get up-to-date emails from me about things that are going on in the community. Also, you can follow me on at Sarah, S-A-R-A, Lady, L-A-D-Y, G-L-U-T-E-N, at Sarah Lady Gluten on Instagram, um, as well as there is a Facebook page, which is Sarah, S-A-R-A, hyphen gluten free lady. Those are some of the best ways to connect with me. Of course, on Instagram, feel free to send me a DM. I'm always interested to hear feedback on the podcast and also on my novel Pendulum by S.E. German. I love to hear if you've read it or if you're listening to the podcast and even if you have some ideas of things you'd love to hear on the podcast. So I do have some great programming that's already coming up throughout the fall, some great conversations, especially around Pandas Pans Awareness Day um, and, and others as well. But I love to hear what you guys are interested in. So feel free to reach out to me, um, as I said, through DMs and Instagram or even um, on Facebook as well. So good luck with this back to school transition time. Like I said, we'll be continuing to support you over the next few weeks with more ideas for this time and have a great week. I wrote a book. I'd love for you to check it out. Pendulum by S.E. German is available now. Pendulum is a heartwarming story that follows a young boy who experiences mental health challenges like anxiety, OCD and depression, ADHD and tics following an infection. It turns out he has a little known disorder called PANDAS. The book follows the young boy as he struggles with his health issues as well as regular middle grade issues and it can act as a wonderful catalyst between you and your children to talk about mental health issues and other things that are going on in their life. Pendulum is available online through Amazon Worldwide, Barnes & Noble, the Friesen Press Bookstore, and a number of other online retailers worldwide. And you can check out Chapter 1, the audio version of Pendulum for free on the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast in episode 64. I hope you enjoy Pendulum by S.E. German and let me know what you think. Thank you for listening to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. Please keep in mind this podcast is not intended to be medical or professional advice. If you are looking for that advice, please seek that out from a professional. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can visit my blog, www.theallergybeast.wordpress.com, or follow me online at 
Sarah Lady Gluten on Instagram, S-A-R-A-L-A-D-Y-G-L-U-T-E-N, or the Facebook page, Sarah-Lady Gluten. If you do like the podcast, please consider subscribing so that you will get the podcast update every week and or reviewing the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. Thanks again and have a great week.